Welcome to the Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless but currently very sunny suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hello, my friends. Thank you for hanging in with me, even though I neglected you last week. As I think I mentioned elsewhere, we said goodbye to our beloved ladybug, our temporary hospice Weimariner, who lasted four years when we didn't think she'd last four weeks. And then the following week was just chock full of presentations and one day conference and then a weekend work day. And I absolutely used up all of the energy for the month that week. I really love doing public presentations in front of people, not on Zoom. I know that I have said here before that I have missed getting together with people to talk about well, pretty much anything, although I am happy to provide you with a list of things I am not thrilled to get together and talk about, because I'll actually be doing that next Friday in Charlottesville, and I'm sure you'll hear all about it. Anyway, I got to see lots of people that I work with every week, but I have only seen on Zooms for the past three years, and that was a treat and a half, plus my Virginia bestie, Zach. It was worth the 28-mile drive that took an hour and a half in each direction to see folks and talk about the perils and the promises of public-private partnerships in environmental work. And there were these little tiny finger sandwiches, which are totally my favorite for lunch. Then the next day, I was invited to present a half an hour talk on the state of the environment in Fairfax County at a very posh assisted living complex in Springfield and I ended up staying there for three hours. I had such a good time. I hope they ask me back, I really do. They had such good questions, and a good question is one that I don't automatically know the answer to, and so we talk about it. And then the next day, I had a call from one of the residents to follow up on something that we had talked about. I think that I really enjoyed talking to the residents in part because I'm having while continuing to have such a hard time talking to my mother about anything these days. Mom is completely not interested in anything that doesn't have to do with her, her feelings and her needs, and she is either incapable or disinterested in talking about or wondering about or asking about other people. So when I have something to tell her, like when we had to say goodbye to Ladybug or Barney or that I've had a good or a bad day, if one of us is sick or whatever it is, I just don't bother because she doesn't listen. She doesn't respond with any kind of interest. And then she just turns the conversation into something about her. So I don't bother telling her anything anymore. And yes, this makes me sad because I've already had to block her from my social media when she accused me of visiting Providence and not visiting her because she saw a memory of a time when I did visit Providence 10 years ago, and nothing I said to her could convince her otherwise, so now she doesn't have access to my Facebook page. She's one of the only people I've ever blocked from my social media. 
I used to email and call my mother several times a week and just get caught up on the news. And we talk about the Red Sox and we talk about politics and we talk about family stuff. And it's just such a frustrating experience now that I have to put these boundaries up to keep myself from getting sad and upset because she just doesn't give a crap. And also, if you're wondering whether she's had a serious cognitive decline, because I really did wonder, her doctors say no. They say that she just doesn't seem to care enough to pay attention to anything. So there you go. So anyway, here I had an audience of almost 50 parent-aged people who were interested in what I had to say, and it felt great. And it's certainly possible that you're listening to this and you're sad for me that I have to go talk to complete strangers in order to get some sort of parental validation. But you know what? It is, it is what it is. My mother has always been self-absorbed, but at least there was a time when she was interested in what was going on in my life. And maybe that was just an act, and now she doesn't have the bandwidth to keep up with feigning interest in my life and Catherine's life and Alex's life. I don't know. But this is partially why I've always had these extra relationships with people outside my family who helped raise me, whether I was 10 years old and hanging out with Mrs. Farnsworth or the brashes down the street, or whether I'm the age now and hoping that the Green Springs residents call me back to come talk to them again so that I can feel like someone cares about me. It is what it is. Speaking of things I had to tell my mother... For those of you who've been with the podcast from the beginning and all the Two Chocolate Cakes Season 1 episodes, if you remember the sm fried smelts episode, the stones, my parents' drinking friends until I was about 10 years old when the stones divorced and the girls moved with their mother to the Boston area. They lived next door to us on Joshua Town Road. Sisters Aaron and Mary Stone, who were my constant uh, playmates with all the best swing sets and bikes along with the Rock Girls from Mrs. Rock's Macaroni and Cheese. Anyway, I found out that Aaron, who was just a year older than me, I'm sorry, a month older than me, uh, died of kidney and liver failure. And now I am the only one left of our childhood trio, both Nell and Aaron having succumbed to the illnesses related to alcohol addiction. I had long lost touch with Aaron. Um, I probably hadn't seen her since her father's funeral when I was in college. That was probably the last time that Nell and Aaron and I were all together. But Nell and Aaron had kept touch with each other um, up until probably just before Nell died. Um, I suppose that they felt like they had more in common. Do you ever wonder how you get away, like how you survive things that other people don't? Like if you're on the other end of my texts or my messages, especially recently, you know how I struggle with survivor guilt. I don't think I'm special. I know I'm not special. I don't think I have more to offer the world than other people. But is the universe just that arbitrary that of the three girls that grew up together, only one survives? And of three women who had cancer all at the same time, who are related by friendships, only one survives? Like, what is that about? 
I don't know why I'm still here. I'm not special. If anything, I'm a squanderer. I don't tell you all of this, again, because I want you to feel sad for me. I really just don't understand the universe's game, and I wish I did so that I could play it, because I would make deals. Anyway, don't pin your hopes on me, because someday my luck will run out. Anyway, in addition to public speaking events and Ladybug, last weekend we did a cleanup of a bioswale, which is a little natural area between two crappy parking lots. I mean, that's not a definition of a bioswale, but that's where this bioswale was. And we made the sweetest little pollinator way station. We planted about a half pound of specially blended bee, bird, and butterfly supportive seeds um, that were special for the Virginia area. Um, and a bunch of cold weather veggies, so it would actually look like something since none of those seeds had sprouted yet. Uh, plus, we put up three bee bungalows and a bird bath. But oh my God, it was so cold. It was so cold that I was in tears. My hands were so cold, I couldn't even move my fingers. And it was so strange because I am just not a person who has a problem with the cold. For years, I worked outside with my father in the winter, and I worked planting trees for the city of Providence in the early spring and fall, and I was an outside sports person, ice skating, ice fishing, skiing, sledding, snow, like you name it. I love the cold. If I can get away with not turning the heat on all winter, I will do it. But I was having such a hard time with just two hours outside in the 20s. And so, of course, I blamed the cancer medication because that's the difference in my life. Um, that's the big change in my world. Anyway, it was a very good time regardless with my little work team, with Ben, with one of my colleagues. Uh, colleagues from the county who I hadn't met in person yet. He was kind, he's kind of new to our group, and he brought his family out, and I got to snuggle two babies, like a six-month-old and a two-year-old. And when I closed my eyes, I remember how good it felt to snuggle those two kids, and they were great kids too, like just, just good kids. I am looking forward to getting to know them and love on them, and. When I remember how felt how it felt to snuggle those two kids, I feel like my heart grows and it just fills up my whole chest. I just love other people's kids. And Sister Helen is in here, by the way. So if you hear meowing and a little jingle bell, it's Sister Helen. Um, in other news... We picked up Ladybug's ashes at the beginning of the week, and the company that our vet hospital uses does such a beautiful job, and it might seem kind of weird to sing the virtues of a pet crematorium, but it really is the little touches that are so important. And maybe because I work at the vet hospital that I'm able to look at it from a different lens than just as a client. But not only did they do like a perfect little paw print in clay, and they did a paw print etched in glass as a Christmas ornament or a, a light catcher type thing, and it's in a beautiful carved box with their ashes in it. 
It also came with two different brochures with resources talking about the loss of your pet with websites and phone numbers to call, all for free, message boards and websites about grief, just a really lovely brochure about how to move through the grief of losing a pet. And I don't even remember getting those things when my father died. And so I was really impressed um, with this company. I just, it's those little touches. Ladybug is really missed though. There's definitely a big hole in the household where that big stupid goofy dog was and Waffles and Sister Helen, they seem so sad without her. We tried taking Waffles for walkies this afternoon because it's just such a nice day out and he hated it without her. He was anxious, he kept trying to come home, he kept pulling on his leash and choking himself. We have a, you know, a no-slip collar. We made it to the end of the block and then we let him go home. We really need to get him a dog companion sooner rather than later before he regresses. Speaking of ladybugs, let's talk about the meta algorithm. Ever since she's been gone, ladybug stuff, as in things with ladybugs on them, keeps showing up in my Facebook and Instagram feeds. And it doesn't bother me at all, except I'm kind of surprised at how little ladybug stuff I actually own. I keep seeing this Kate Spade ladybug handbag, but I haven't pulled the trigger on the buy now button yet. I really want it though. What I find interesting is that I talk online about hippos and bees and cupcakes all the time. And yet my algorithm is never full of hippo or bee stuff. It is often full of cupcake stuff, but I, to be fair, I follow a lot of cupcake accounts. What is up with that though? Also, should I get that Kate Spade ladybug purse? It's wicked on sale and my birthday is coming up in a month. Speaking of birthdays, doo -doo 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 -doo. it is Catherine's birthday this week and she has petitioned to change her food holiday from turkey neck soup day to something more fun. And I'd like your support on this, please. I'm thinking white chocolate nonpareils day. Chocolate Covered Graham Cracker Day, Chocolate Cream Pie Day, Coconut and Lime Cake Day, or maybe Duck for Dinner Day. For her birthday, I've already subscribed her for um, Grounds and Hounds, Coffee of the Month subscription. Grounds and Hounds is a coffee company that um, for every uh, bag of coffee they sell, they make a contribution to dog shelters and rescues. Um, and she got her first bag of coffee last week, so I'm not spoiling the surprise. She already knows about it. And I'm putting together her annual box of joy, which is like an advent calendar for birthdays. So if you see her, make sure you wish her a happy 40th birthday. Okay, I think I got you all caught up on everything. And so now it's time to wrap up March's food holidays. It's also about the last week of winter farmer's markets with all the spring, also known as peak farmer's markets, starting between the 1st and the 16th of April around here. I'm seeing lots of pictures of the farmers and the vendors, and I'm so excited for fresh salad greens and strawberries. My friend Margaret, who lives in North Carolina, is already getting fresh strawberries. She got some yesterday at her market, and I am so jealous. They looked beautiful. She also got some asparagus, but I'm not a fan of asparagus, so she can have all that. 
Okay, let's get started with food holidays. Today, Sunday, March 26, 2023, is spinach day, and I love spinach. I love it raw in a salad or in a sandwich. I love it cooked as a vegetable with a little bit of butter. I also love it in lasagna and quiche and in an omelet. It is a good choice because it's excellent frozen or fresh, and it's easy to grow and has lots of vitamins and minerals. One thing to know about growing your own spinach, though, and this goes for really anything with leafy greens, is that if you plant it outside in a garden that has soil that may be contaminated, like a property with an old house on it with old paint, um, the spinach and other leafy greens like lettuces and herbs and things will pull the lead up into the leaves. Uh, so you do not want to grow and eat anything in soil that might be contaminated with lead. So if you were, if you're not sure, um, get your soil tested before you grow anything where you eat the greens. Like it's not a big deal with tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, squash, like anything that fruits, but anything where you eat the leaves you absolutely do not want to be growing that in contaminated soil. It is also good hair day, which I guess is a thing. Um, it happens to me so infrequently that I certainly not something I often celebrate. However, I mustered up the courage to sit in a stylist chair for two hours on Friday for the first time since October, so I currently have good hair. And I'll tell you, um, I love the person who does my hair so much. I have been following her around Northern Virginia for years, and I adore her, and uh, I just have a problem being held captive in a chair for more than like 10 minutes. Another reason why I don't like going to the dentist, not because I'm afraid of pain. Um, I actually have a very high tolerance for pain. I just don't like being held captive places. Um, but anyway, um, Lizzie, as always, does a great job on my hair. Okay, Monday, March 27th is Spanish Paella Day. And if you're not aware, the key to paella is cooking your rice in a flat pan over an open flame in order to get that toasted rice texture on the bottom. Now, I have never made paella. Um, I've certainly had it plenty of times. I, I think I've had it with chicken, although I think sometimes people put fish in it. And of course, I don't like that. Um, and I think it's a perfectly good uh, dish of peasant food, um, which I like at being that I am a peasant. Um, but it is not something that uh, is part of my cooking repertoire. Tuesday, March 28th is Black Forest Cake Day, which is chocolate cake soaked in Kirschwasser, which is a German cherry liqueur. And then the frosting is usually a thick whipped cream. And then it's topped with maraschino cherries and shaved chocolate. And this is a German cake. And, you know, depending on where you read where the cake came from, they say it came from the Black Forest. And then people say, no, it didn't. And so who knows? But anyway, American versions of the Black Forest cake don't use actual liquor usually, but they do soak the layers of the chocolate cake in like a cherry syrup like maraschino cherry syrup um, or grenadine. Um, but German versions absolutely do use the liqueur. It's also something on a stick day. And here is a partial list of things I like on a stick. Chicken satay, 
vegetable kebabs, ice cream, lollipops, white chocolate dipped brownies from the dipper store that used to be at the Chestnut Hill Mall. Love those. Have tried to recreate those white chocolate dipped brownies um, with zero success. Wednesday, March 29th is National Lemon Chiffon Cake Day. And do you know what makes a cake a chiffon cake? So chiffon cakes are made with vegetable oil and whipped egg whites instead of a richer fat like butter and egg yolks. So the cake is lighter and drier, but it also lacks the rich flavor of a butter cake. Um, I am generally not a huge fan of chiffon. I mean, I'm not that I'm not a huge fan. I just I prefer like a buttery, a buttery, richer cake than a drier um, cake that has less flavor. But you know, it, it, honestly, I will never say no to cake. That's just not in my vernacular. Thursday, the thirtieth is Catherine's birthday, and it is absolutely not Turkey Neck Soup Day. It is instead Meatloaf Cupcake Day. With mashed potato frosting, it is lobster roll day in a buttered and toasted split top roll. It is fully loaded nachos day, and it is absolutely dark coffee with cream, no sugar day. Happy birthday, Catherine. And finally, Friday, March 31st, it's tater tot day. And tater tots are a staple in this household, partially because Waffles loves them so much, we call them potato bones. And they are also a main ingredient in my um, tater tot and green bean quiche, it's also clams on the half shell day, which is not uh, a staple in this household in any way, shape, or form. So we don't celebrate it here. You can have mine. It is National Farm Workers Day. So make sure you make some time to go to the farmer's market this weekend if it's open near you, or maybe a farm stand, or maybe this is the year you join a CSA, which is Community Sustained Agriculture to support your local farmers who kept this family fed during the pandemic and continue to keep open space useful and vital in our communities. If you need me to help you find a CSA in your community, please hit me up. I will absolutely help you. And it is International Transgender Day of Visibility. At a time when there are over 400 bills filed this year alone against LGBTQIA persons, and many of those bills are trans-specific. It is well past the time for us to speak up and stand up for our trans friends and family. If you live in a state, and the law of averages would say you probably do based on those 400 bills, where some idiot lawmaker is trying to use their Christian privilege to push through some anti-trans legislation, it is time to get on the horn. These awful bills happen because not enough people are standing up to terrible legislation and policy until it is too late. Yes, a lot of these shitty laws will be challenged in court, but the truth is they shouldn't have to get that far. Non-white cisgendered people should not have to fight for every scrap of equal rights that we get automatically. So that's the food and otherwise holidays for the end of the month of March. A few teasers for next month. April is National Florida Tomato Month. It's National Food Month. And boy, that just leaves us wide open for all kinds of surprises, doesn't it? It's National Soft Pretzel Month. And who would have thought that soft pretzels get a whole month? It's National Soy Foods Month. I'm not a fan of soy. I got to be honest with you. I have a sensitivity to it. Not a fan. 
Oh, did you hear that? The, uh, the owls are here. Let's hear. Maybe they'll say something again. Well, they're probably not going to say anything until I start talking. And how could I forget? Next Saturday is April 1st, and it is no joke that you need to say, rabbit, 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 first thing Saturday morning before you greet the day, before you shout to your spouse for coffee, before you start tweeting, rabbit, 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 for a month of good luck. Thanks for listening, and a gentle reminder that you can support uh, my work by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash twochocolatecakes or by paying for a subscription at Spotify, which I guess is quite easy. It's like $4.99. I suppose that's like super followers that used to be at Twitter. Okay, so I hope that you're still in the March Madness Brackets game. I think I'm fully busted. I will see you next week. But until then, if you think it's bonkers that the government will move heaven and earth to ban TikTok and disenfranchise millions of creators and small businesses and political organizations and young people, but can't seem to do anything about gun violence, which is the number one cause of death between of kids between the ages of one and 19 in the United States, then call your elected official and ask them what the actual fuck. See you next week.